Welcome back, everybody. This is Jason M. Jason K. here. And this is Context Free. What do we have today? You have a list. I do. I have a list. Um, I don't know. A lot of excitement lately. I'm going to BGG Con uh, in Dallas, Texas, uh, Wednesday to Sunday. So that'll be some. Is there something you want to see while you're there? Do you have a list? Oh yeah, I'll talk about that. In a okay, so okay. Going there, but I'm just saying that going to that is probably driving a lot of the excitement I have in, <laughs> in gaming right now, just because you get kind of geared up for for something like that. Uh, I wanted to talk a little bit about uh, Pandemic Legacy Season 2, some of our first impressions. So we're playing that together. Uh, not just the two of us, but we have a group of five playing as four players. Um, and we did Season 1, uh, not this past year, but kind of over the course of a year. And so now we're just kicked off Season 2. So I'll talk a little bit about that. And I'm going to talk about another little tiny game called Hanamakoji. Uh, Hanamakoji, which is a two-player game. It's a little sort of two-player, little thinky filler type of game um, that I want to talk about as well. And then just some of the stuff that I'm excited about uh, with BGG coming up. It'll be my second time going. So we'll we'll get to that too. All right. And I will probably cover my progression to almost completing Witcher 3, which is a lot of hours. Almost completing a video RPG is, it just feels like you should... I mean, I think I'm at... 25% 25% or something if you look at oh, the, really? the, that's, the, that's the things. Okay. But but I I also waited years to buy this game, so I have all the expansions for it. So I'm like the main Gotcha. <laughs> so the main quest. I feel like I'm almost there. Like it's it's at the point where like you need to go talk to everyone and bring them together for the final battle. So yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So that's where I'm at. Cool. All right. Yeah. Um let's start off with Pandemic Legacy, since yes. we're going to play again tomorrow. Yes. So we'll, we'll be doing uh, February tomorrow. So if anyone's not familiar, Pandemic is a game uh, by Matt Leacock. Co-op game sort of started the big trend in, in cooperative gaming. Uh, it was probably the first big hit. Um, very solid game. And then about a little over two years ago, I guess, um, they Rob Davio, who's another designer, uh, teamed up with Matt Leacock. and Rob Daviau had worked on Risk Legacy, which was sort of the first marketed legacy game. Um, and they they put that together and came up with Pandemic Legacy. So legacy game is, is uh, I guess, controversial to some people, that this, this style of game. It's, it's controversial? To some people. Some people so, so don't first, like the idea of a consumable game. Well, all right. So explain what it means by a legacy, legacy game. game yeah. yeah. So a legacy game is a game where each time you play, the the starting state of the game leaves off where the last game ended or not not maybe everything but things that you do from session to session carry over mm. so unlike you know checkers where you pull out the board you put down your pieces and they always start in the exact same place right i mean that's always that if you played legacy chess as just as an example like say you and i played and and you won maybe next time you have to start with one less pawn Right or or something like that, right. like like it changes the game state based on what happened. But they're last actually, time. and this is this is maybe where people start to get antsy, right? Like people that don't dog ear their books or, or right. So you actually destroy cards at, at certain points, write on things, put stickers on things. On things. Stickers. You, you do things that you can't take back. Change the board. 
Yes. So, you know, in, in legacy games, you'll typically be writing things on the actual board, naming areas of, of the board mm -hmm. and, and you'll, you'll be putting stickers and on cards. And when certain things happen, you'll, um, you'll have choices and you'll be, you know, saying, oh, we're going to make this card that helps in London more effective than this card that helps us in Paris or, yeah. or whatever, all sorts of things. You change your character. So it's got all these aspects that, um, you know, anyone coming from any type of a, a leveling up role playing, like who, mm -hmm. who that fires the dopamine for them, right. Is going to mm -hmm. love legacy games because there's this aspect of I'm leveling up. I'm having an effect on, on the entire thing. And they love the whole sweep of the game. Like that's a, an appealing thing. Yeah. And you're, you, you can build on strategy. So in, in season one, we, as we, as we played that game, we, we, there were certain skills that we acquired, like your different characters acquired. Right. And, right. And, and that led to a particular subset of strategy that we, that we used as a team. Right. Mm -hmm. Just based on, Ooh, if I get that skill, then, Oh, you know, and, and, uh, also, there's sort of a, a a leveling mechanic, right? Right. So that if you do succeed, it gets harder, and if mm -hmm. you do fail, it does get easier. And 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 uh, they're just so what? There's there's twelve months. There's twelve in, in both in season one and season two. Season two has an additional little teaching prologue, but which you can ignore that. Which was a great idea. Great idea, but it doesn't it does not impact the game. It's a right. non legacy aspect of the game. There's twelve months in in both of them, uh, Jan through December. And in each month, you have two chances to, to win, to beat the game. Um, and so you could, if you did really poorly, you'd be playing a maximum <laughs> of 24 games. Right. If you played really well, you'd be playing a minimum of 12 games, right? And when we played last time, you know, there were all of these, all of these various things that we did during the game that led to our final score. Although to me, the final score is meaning, like, I don't care. Right. Like that has... You didn't post it on... On, I, on could, BGG and I could care less what our <laughs> score was uh, at it. I mean, it is the entire thing is truly the reason why it was so great is because it was by far the most team oriented, just like having so much fun with other people that equally cared about what we were doing. Like, like that's what was so great is that it felt like everyone, all five of us that were playing. And again, this is a four player game. We have two people playing one right. character. So it's not a five player game. It's you, there's a really only four tokens you can move around on the board um but like everyone was so committed and so excited and it's anything that you do as a campaign right is is right. uh has that aspect of like oh we can't wait till next time so right and what boxes are we going to open and, and what what's going to happen this time <laughs> that's a that's a it's like opening the advent calendar right it's, it's right. fun well i mean there is kind of an ad, there's a there's a, a book of uh of kind of new rules and things that you mm -hmm. open up and there are boxes where Last season, you got kind of new things to new new game pieces. pieces I mean, actual new game pieces, right? Yeah, yeah. 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 I'm, st I'm I'm trying very hard not to give any spoilers. Right, to I, game. but there's new but, game pieces. Yeah, yeah. So, but you get new game pieces and stuff happens. So, right. but, but so when you say it's controversial, that's because there are people that are like, I should be able to play this game forever, and I get my my sixty bucks. Yeah, and it's it's like the corporations are trying to steal from me, kind of like. Oh, those guys, they're trying to make I, money. Like, I, I don't understand why people are know. irate about this sort of thing. <laughs> like, well, because there's always people irate about anything. Right. But, okay. I mean, just as a given. But I don't really understand it myself. Um, I guess I understand it, but it's not how I feel. Yeah. Okay. And in in, in, let me just put some perspective on it. Like, I, I, you know, I keep track of like, you know, 
games that I've played, and and so I have a good idea of. Do you have a log? Yeah. So you know how many times uh-huh. you played every. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do. Yeah, yeah, PGG. Yeah. Um, absolutely. Um, well, it's interesting to go back and see, like, you know, different things are. Does it track dates too? Can you be like, I played this fifteen times last year? Yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. It has okay. all that stuff. Yeah. Um, and. I mean, it takes like two minutes to just yeah. whatever. I expect AI recommendations next. So. Yeah, right. Um, but if I go back and look, right, we played, we ended up playing 17 games of Pandemic Season 1, Legacy right. Season 1, okay? And it cost like 60, uh, 70 bucks? It was something like that, yeah. yeah. It, was, it, was, it was like a AAA video game title. Yeah. Um, it, was, it was also like the, you know, it was, it was a premium price for what you put, pay for the, the larger board games, but... Not necessarily like family games probably hit more around the thirty to forty price point. Right. And the bigger Euros and, and bigger produced games tend to be more like sixty plus. Well, yeah, just thinking of the development, like the amount of the yeah. amount of, of uh what's what's the technical term for pre playing a game when you're manufacturing it? There's a playtest. Playtesting. The yeah. amount of playtesting, that sort of thing required just had to be Oh, I can't even imagine oh, how much that must have taken. <laughs> but what I was gonna say is that there are very few games and, and I'm more of a variety person than playing than playing one thing a lot. Right. Very few games that I've played that many times. Right. So the fact that I got 17 plays out of that, I don't have 17 plays of normal pandemic. Right. Oh, we do. You we do? Used to, we, yeah, we used to play it all the time. Right. And so, yeah. I mean, simple, if, if you get really into it, right? But the right. problem, it's the same thing that, that happened with video games. Is like back in, in the day, you know, uh, I would play... Uh, Halo 2 online mm-hmm. and everybody I knew online played that <laughs> right and then all the other sorts of games came out and then people's interests diverged and then you could never really get deep on one game anymore right because people even if you got a few people that were really into a game instead of playing Halo 2 which we did for several years mm. people might play for like six weeks <laughs> and then they'd be off to you know the next Call of Duty or oh, that, or whatever it was yeah, yeah. right and, and so you could never kind of get really deep and, and, and like really learn the maps with the same people and really hone your strategies, which you can really do with certain games. And that's kind of what you're talking about with, with season one, right? Is, is that you get into the real meat and depth of the game that I think is really lost with so much of what goes on in the board game industry, where so many games get judged on the first play, the second play. Right. And then it's like, is it in or out? And then some people will play it really deeply, but a lot of times I feel like games are not reviewed based on five plays or 10 plays. Right. And so you can't really tell. And I'm not even talking about legacy games. I'm just talking about yeah, just regular, regular things, game. right? So in terms of season two, I mean, we're not going to talk about any spoilers or, or, or anything here. Nothing that you wouldn't, um, you know, really find out right from the get-go right, on right. season one. But I, I did want to just talk about some of our first impressions of, of season two uh, verse season one. Um, maybe I'll just kind of set the stage of, of <laughs> what, of what they've done in terms of storytelling. And then I'm just curious to hear your thoughts on, okay. on what's been different. Um, and obviously we'll, uh, need to, you know, play more. This is just a first impressions. It's yeah, not really, we've played exactly. Well, we played the pregame, played the prologue in one regular game. Right. Yeah. So the the game is seventy one years into the future. I mean, you can read this on the back of the box. Basically, it's <gasps> seventy one years into the future, and you are starting off on these island havens out in the Atlantic Ocean, and most of the known uh, world has been taken over by, uh, you know, you've lost contact with them, and so you are 
instead of a normal pandemic where you have these different diseases and you're trying to find cures, instead you are effectively trying to re-explore the world and and you know, I'm I'm not really sure what's going to happen, but it sort of sets the stage of you trying to re-explore the world and establish supply lines um so that you know the world can get you know it's it's gotten bad, but it's it's supposed to get much worse. So you're trying to keep it in this like steady state as opposed to it totally right. collapsing. So that's that's kind of the setup. What was your impressions after the 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 bit we did? Um, did did it maintain your level of excitement that you had from season one? Yeah, I um, <clears throat> I like that they found a, a a way to make this a new. I like the, that they found a way to make this kind of a new game but with kind of the same mechanics right so and obviously that's what they did with the first legacy game to a certain extent but um you know we're doing really similar things but for kind of different reasons and that affects some of the the strategy right so right so like season one when you did january it was basically like playing vanilla pandemic and then it went somewhere and but but yeah but Whereas this is not. Didn't we get destroyed in the first <laughs> in our in our first game of season yeah, one? Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, we had a city, yeah, blow up or right. whatever. Go, yeah. go into the danger zone, whatever it was right. called. Yeah, cities cities take level five. Basically, took damage in, in yeah. season one, and, yeah. and we. <laughs> I don't remember what city but we just destroyed one by accident. It was one of the Middle East ones. Yeah, black zone. Um, yeah, no, I th- I thought it was great. Um, and 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 I, I have to say adding the the prologue so you can kind of re-familiarize yourself with the the mechanics and, and re-familiarize yourself with the new mechanics or i guess that would be familiarize yourself with the new mechanics i thought that was a really good idea because it made okay we 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 know we know actually know how to play going into the kind of more destructive you know phase right. phase of january where you're going to change the board and stuff so mm-hmm. I I thought that was that, that was good. I um I don't know. I I really like it. You can't like shoot new... yourself in the foot in the prologue because no matter what happens, it doesn't affect the actual start of the game. Yeah, which it's, is what you like. That's cool. Yeah, no, no. It's 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 good that they added a kind of a non non legacy part so you can get your feet wet mm-hmm. before you're just despairing about how badly you've done right, in January. Right. <laughs> so. Um, no, I, I like it. I like the new mechanics of, of, uh, kind of moving resources around. Like I, I really purposely did not read much about this game before we got it. Uh, just in fear that, that, uh, kind of all the new spoilers would be, mm. would be in any kind of review I read. Okay. Um, but yeah, I, I like it. I like it so far. I like the new mechanics. I like the, the, uh, kind of water world, Mad Maxi kind of art theme <laughs> right a little more character customization this time slightly i mean yeah it, it, it seems that way um it's a little more it seems a little more focused on skills but maybe that's just we haven't played the other one for a while okay uh, but you can you can put your own you can choose your own character stickers to put on things right like mm-hmm. um so it's a little you're right it's a little more trending towards role-playing than it is kind of the original legacy and just in yeah, Someone I mean, was, yeah, not, not much, not, really not much, role, but it's it's a little bit more like help trying to get you more attached to the character. I think that, that's all. Like, yeah. like like getting. I guess you could name them in the first one. You could name the characters. I don't know, naming, but you didn't. You started with skills. 
right in the first one you you would choose a card and you'd have like the, a guy the, chewing the, a cigar the picture like, was assigned to the skill in correct correct, correct. Yes. now now that's just totally decoupled which right. is which is nice you yeah. can be creative and you can create lady goggles or whatever goggleicious goggleicious your, your is name my is. character the yeah. next one's gonna be lady goggles though lady goggles because they all have I'll have goggles. It's right. hilarious. Right. But, <laughs> but yeah, I, I'm, I'm enjoying it so far. I, I like, but I am, I'm kind of a, like I said before, we used to play pandemic all the time and we had, um, kind of one of the, one of the original upgrades. Okay. Um, on the brink or yeah, on the brink, we had on the brink and we, we played with some of those rules a couple for a while. So it used to be kind of our, the original is still great. I mean, we mm-hmm. have it on the iPad and when Stacy and I are on a, sitting together on a plane yeah. like we'll pull that out and we'll play a game on the plane which is <laughs> i mean it's a really nice implementation on the ipad um it, it works it works great and it, it's actually kind of funny the last time we played we had very little sort of table talk coordination we played we just kind of did our own mm-hmm. thing um you know our group is has been good i mean it's there's five people so i mean it's you know and, and pandemic is definitely a it, it's a game that in no way prevents, um, you know, uh, alpha player problem with co-op. Like, you know, some right. co-ops really have that, right? And I mean, Pandemic can be played. Someone that just directs the whole game. Yeah, because, I mean, and that still does happen, right? And it happens in regular Pandemic where it's like, okay, on your turn, this is what you need to do for right. us to survive. You yeah. might as well not play. Right. Yeah. And so that's the biggest knock, but that has nothing to do with the legacy aspect. Of the game. That's just, <laughs> that's just certain styles of, of, puzzle based co-ops yeah i mean it, it's a co-op right? because there's no hidden info from right. one player to the next right right but we i mean i feel like we mostly are pretty good about i think so searching this like everybody is contributes to tr- kind of chopping through stuff intermittently right like mm-hmm. it it's um yeah yeah but i i, I can definitely see if you're <laughs> you have have that kind of personal dynamic it could be Right, and we also don't have anyone in our group that is a what I would call like a chaos player, just does stuff. Well, right. I mean, some some people just like to play chaos style when they do things, right? <laughs> and this is why I'm not interested in playing co-ops with chaotic, people. chaotic neutral. Like, <laughs> yeah, like I only like playing co-ops with with you guys. Like I call you guys my co-op group, <laughs> right? Because because we're reasonable and we want to win. Well, it's a good dynamic. I mean, it's like no one's going to go and be like, well, I don't care if that's the logical thing to do. I'm going to go do this anyway. Yeah. Right. It's like playing D and D with the guy that you know wants to go and like murder the mayor of the town. Right. You know, just because he thinks it would be a a laugh. (laughs) Right. I mean, just the chaos player. (laughs) So, you know, if you if you want to play that way, that's cool. I just don't want to play co op games with you. (laughs) (laughs) Well, it's kind of not co op too. So you have different objectives. Right. But I think some people they they really bristle with that idea of like I want. Of, of them not being able to control their own destiny with the game and that you should be able to succeed together. But really it's the way you should think about <laughs> pandemic and other games like it is everybody working on a jigsaw puzzle together. That's the way to think about it. It's like, I found this piece and it goes here right. and everyone be like, Oh yeah, 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 that's the piece that goes there. Yeah. You could do it by yourself, but sometimes it's more fun to do it with other people. So, <laughs> and some people don't like that. Some people really don't like puzzle based co-ops. They want it to be, they want to express themselves more as an individual or something. I don't know. Yeah. So I, I think it's, uh, I think it's, so. it's easier to, 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 uh, cooperate as a group, I think, than, uh, 
the Sherlock games, right? Because the the Sherlock games, uh, consulting detective, you consult is Sherlock Holmes consulting detective is the name. That's the name of it. Yeah. Um, you just have to focus so much on the details, right? right. It's so information dense, right? That it's a little harder to feel it it feels a little less collaborative like it's still like people throwing out ideas but it's i don't know this feels more i think the consulting detective game in my experience is best with two or three right i think it works really nicely tighter yeah Yeah, yeah. because because you're always all engaged with one another you can Mm -hmm. kind of put your minds together and and Mm -hmm. all really think about the details which i think once you get over three people that, that for whatever reason that just becomes really hard right it's kind of like it whiteboarding if you're whiteboarding with someone right. you can't really actively whiteboard with more than three people right like that that's it after that someone has to sit and spectate you're in each other's way yeah, yeah. you're in each other's way and and, and you're you're all trying to in sh- sherlock holmes you're all trying to share the newspaper or you know what have you and it just doesn't work so got it when stacy and i have played uh with one other person with with three i think that was the best experience we've had. Mm-hmm. And I don't mind solo games, but that is not a game that I would ever, <laughs> like me, I would never play that on my own because it's not a game. It's an activity. Right. So right. there's, there, you know, we've talked about it before. There's no, if I'm going to play a solo thing, there has to be enough structure for me to play against something. Yeah, I, <laughs> I, <laughs> I was just trying to think of like one of the kind of more fun, um, co-op-y things, right? That I feel like I've done more than more than a couple times, and that that's the one that came to mind. You um, only played that a couple times, though, right? Yeah, I think twice. Okay, twice. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, time stories. Oh yeah, time stories. Yeah. Which are we? Is there a new season? Is there a new? new pack somewhere there's a couple i have one of them that hasn't been reviewed all that well oh, okay i think the one that we played prophecy of dragons that mm-hmm. fantasy themed mm-hmm. one that's been the most well received mm. of all of them the one i have that's unplayed is uh it's about like the, like shackleton style polar expedition oh, okay. whatever um it hasn't gotten great reviews and I think I like that game less than you guys do. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, I'm, well, I don't know. I mean, maybe you like it less than I do, but I know I like it less than Stacy does, for instance. Really? Definitely. Okay. Yeah. Interesting. Um, and and uh, so not so now we're really in the weeds. But which? <laughs> what is your what? What don't you enjoy about it? Just the the repl- the forced replay or so, the- well? So this is so a friend of mine. Um, we were talking about this uh, just chatting and he was telling me that he loves time stories right? Mm. And, he, and he almost, I wouldn't say he can't understand why I don't, but he, he really likes it a lot. He thinks it's a fantastic experience. And he's like, you really need to play with me. Enjoy it. And I'm like, you know, okay, I would, that would be cool. Cause I was saying how it wasn't, I don't really get it. Right? He knows why it's awesome. So here's the thing that they do that. I think you're going to probably like, this is going to explode your head. And he's like, they don't he, write anything down. They don't write anything down. <laughs> oh, right. So they don't write anything down. So they play it for like six weeks? Like No, they play it all in one sitting. Oh my God. Like how long is that sitting? I don't know. Maybe we're really slow. I just feel like... I mean, I think that's true. Okay. <laughs> well, because we deliberate, right? We do. <laughs> we do. We, if we were just more react, just do this, just do this. Do this. I mean, you could probably burn through it pretty quickly. So I, I guess so, but they don't write anything down. And he's wow. like, oh, that's the way you got to play it. Wow. Right? And he's like, it's, it's great. 
And I was like, huh, I don't think I could get my group to do that. Like, no. I really don't think they would. <laughs> I just don't think they would do it. <laughs> right? So, <laughs> but maybe in that way, it's right. Because to me, it feels like work. To write it down. Yeah. Yeah. Right? I mean, it feels like work to like write all this stuff down because it's like, well, I, I feel like I'm writing down a flow chart. Like, it, it, it's just. You, you are. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so. And I think that's what makes it so dry for me. Okay. So like ban paper and pencils and do shots and then it'll be more fun. That's what you're... I don't know. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just comparing to other co-op experiences. And so I'm comparing to all the Pandemic Legacy we've played. Right. I'm comparing uh, both all of season one and a little bit of season two. I, compare, I just got Gloomhaven. I'm just dipping my toe into that. I can tell that that's going to be great. Like yeah. I can just tell it's going to be really, really fun. Um, and when I think about those two games and then I compare those to the experience of playing time stories as a co-op, it just doesn't even compare for me. Okay. And, and Sherlock Holmes is kind of a, its own animal. Mm -hmm. Like that's a, that's so good with theme. Like it just nails theme beyond any other activity. It, 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 it's like it, it, everything about it is like, if you like Sherlock Holmes and you don't like this, then something's wrong with you. Like mm. it's Sherlock, it's, really, it's like, you know, doing your own book. Um, whereas time stories, I don't know if it's the generic art on the, just the main board, like that sort of right. sciencey sort of thing with it. And then, I mean, the art of the actual things is cool, but the main board I find to be awful. Mm. Um, I find Bob to be awful. I find that whole rolling the die to see if you go one or three right. time things. So the absolutely horrible. So, as, so it has randomness to an, a randomness aspect to it. Right. And then it has this hyper structured aspect to it and they don't play well together. Yeah. I don't know. Cause it just makes it. Yeah. Okay. So, um, and so I guess I'd be curious to play it with like no notes, but that's not going to happen with our group at this point. I just, um, I do not see our wives going along with, with that. They'd be like, no way we want to win. Yeah. <laughs> so. We want to win eventually. Right. Yeah. Right. Although I guess on the third time you're supposed to just keep going. Until you... Oh, really? Yeah. Like, once you're in the third run, you just... Have we been doing that? I don't know. I, you know. Yeah. Maybe, maybe not. Probably not. Anyway. So, uh, we'll be doing February tomorrow, because yay, we mm -hmm. won mm -hmm. uh, season, of season two. We won uh, first one. So, that probably sets us up with low resources, and <laughs> we'll probably get smashed for the next couple months or year. Um, <laughs> but you could. Maybe we'll get two games in tomorrow. Who knows? Um, so, it's good. I'm I'm liking it, and I'm sure we will return back and talk a little bit more spoiler-free, but just kind of, is it hitting the same notes or, or not? Um, and I've tried as hard as I can, and I, I don't know any spoilers, but I've tried as hard as I can to not even really dig into people's reviews of what they like as that went on or what they didn't. I'm just trying to have my own experience with it right. as much as possible. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and I'm doing the same thing. I try to do the same thing with any type of legacy game because... Uh, just like I do with uh, like video role playing games, like I don't, I don't want to read your guide on how to do the best build for <laughs> for my Skyrim guy or whatever. I don't want to know how badly I'm doing. I just want to experience the game. So that leads us to I'm gonna I want to talk about Witcher Three, sure, because because I've been playing it. Um, you have a very non-maximized character non-optimized i have character. a really terribly maximized character i'm sure i i um i did 
So I'm a little you different. You fight with like forks and spoons. I throw spoons. I'm actually the the blue Raja from the uh, the movie. Um, uh, You've already lost Mystery me. Men. Oh, with, uh, I didn't see that. You didn't see that movie? No. I love that movie. No, I didn't see that. Um, <laughs> that's Hank Azaria actually plays. Mm-hmm. All right, it's a fantastic. I I've seen the ad like an yeah character yeah about yeah. Now. Normally I'm not a Ben Stiller fan, but I love that movie. Okay. Um. Anyway, yeah, so I've been playing Witcher 3 uh, and throwing kind of a lot of my uh, kind of weekend mentally burnt out time into sitting in front of it and, and, and doing that uh, role-playing thing. I do look up how should I do these stupid skill trees because... You do. Um, yeah, just a little bit. Just like I want to get started and I don't want to die and buy the wrong thing that's dumb with mm-hmm. these resources that I can't get back. So I do do a little like I want to hit things with swords. Which thing should I do I choose? dislike when games do not give you the option to respec. I don't think it should be free. I think it should cost something. But I like when a game lets you respec your skills yeah. and stuff because like let me I, I put a lot of time into your game. Let me explore yeah. some different things. Yeah. If yeah. I if I went and grinded out the gold <laughs> or whatever it was, I mean like let me do that. Don't make don't leave me stuck with the gimped skill. So there is a there is a respec, but it's kind of expensive. You have to go buy okay go get stuff. At least there's and, something. Yeah. So I haven't investigated that, but I did do kind of a limited amount of oh I want to hit things with swords and um. I want to. I want to be the fast guy with swords and not the the slow tanky guy. Or, okay. And I don't want to brew potions all the time. Um, <laughs> I just shook so, my head vigorously. So he's like, "Oh, potion oh, brewing." No, just because potion <laughs> w- brewing and crafting in games is like, if you put it there, I will do it. So don't put it there. Yeah. Because I don't want to do it, but you I can't. Bastards. Help, I can't help myself. Yeah. So um, <laughs> I have. I don't know, like 42 potions or of various kinds. And so this is like, there's so many good things about this game. And then there's so many things that are just like, Oh, right. And so I have these 42 different potions. Which one do I use? I don't know. I mean, you so don't have I 42 use... types of beverages in your refrigerator. No, it's like, no, why have... does anyone have to have 42 types well, of they, potions? They give you different powers because it's a video game, but, but it's just, I sp- you know, I go into this situation. I'm like, well, I guess I need to read these 42 descriptions so I know which one of these things I should apply to whatever, right? Like, oh. And then um, there's just a lot of resources you need to go get in order to build your armor and your swords. And Can you play the game without crafting? Um, probably. Yeah, I think I think you probably could. Okay, I do not um, want to play this game. I, apparently um well so i there are points at which you need to make a certain potion or something um but i i think you could definitely play it without going to so oh and there's sword oils so yeah <laughs> this so, is why i tend to play the wizardy mage sorts because they don't tend to be gear heavy right and you can usually just have all the different spells or whatever. So, you don't have to get all the gear. So I, uh, I'm, I'm a fighter mage in this context, I guess. Um, maybe a fighter mage thief. A, a, a the, gish. I'm a gish. Yeah, that's, that a that's the term for that. A gish. I didn't. I've heard that one. Um, so I'm a. I'm it's a D and D term. I apparently I'm a, I'm I'm basically a high dexterity fighter mage. <laughs> 
so I have I have the dexterity, uh, the fast swordy stuff, and then I throw fire at things and and uh, have a variety of spelly things. You're like a battle mage. Sure, I'm a battle mage. Why not? Um, but I guess the thing that blows me away is there's a lot of mocap in this game. Like there's a lot of acting, um, and and there's just a lot of writing, right? Like, um, mm-hmm. and I, and I don't usually play this style of game, so mm-hmm. maybe uh maybe they all are like this but like these side quests like you get kind of a new new character face with new with like a new actor and lots of dialogue (laughs) and i'm i'm constantly surprised um just about how much effort that took Mm -hmm. um because the the environments aren't bad the environments are okay and and um there's just a lot of a lot of content just a lot and it's not like you ran up to a, a random character and they say, clean my, kill the rats in my house, right? Like there's a little bit of that, but they're a unique character with a unique actor. Yeah, but I mean, I mean, people pump out those like pulpy fantasy, you know, novels in D&D universes and other things, right? There's probably Witcher novels you can go by. They're, they're, well, it started as Witcher novels. So they're, yeah, you know, yeah, right? yeah. And so I the think fact in Polish. That, right. You just take yeah. all of that content and then you put it inside dialogue trees, They right? didn't, you, I mean, I haven't read the books, but there's, you're not like, oh, go find my, there's a point where you have to go find someone's pan. No, They've but lost when you, pan. my point is, is the stuff where you <laughs> go to a bookcase and you like open up a book and it's like nine pages of background stuff. Right. That just comes from those books. Sh- sure. But I, I'm saying someone, they actually went to the effort to pay someone to write dialogue, right? Yeah. Um, that's not generic. Mm-hmm. A lot of it. Yeah. And paid an actor to do but, it. I mean, a lot of games do that. And they did mocap. Yeah. But just the sheer quantity of it. I, 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 yeah. So, I, I, like I said, I don't play these games very much. So, I'm, I'm impressed. I'm impressed on the amount of development content that I'm getting for my dollar. Yeah. Um, just having not got to the expansions and that sort of thing. And it's, and it's kind of fun. So, so do you find it more impressive than what you see in the more narrative adventure games. Like, do you think that those are doing less of a job of storytelling and content than this is than Witcher three? Well, I mean, it's a quantity over quality thing. Like the last of us story stuff is really, really good. And and, and you're, it it is, it is making an effort, right? Or Edith Finch, like right. Good quality. But it's, but it's, it's uh, the level of emotional engagement is really different. Right. Right. Whereas when you're playing Witcher, you're like, oh, ha, ha, I'm the, someone's lost their pan, right? Like their pan. <laughs> yeah. There's a lady that loses a pan. Oh, you have, you have to go find her, her favorite pan. And, <laughs> but they, they paid an act actor to mocap, like the facial expressions of like, I've lost my pan, you know, dearie. I'm just, and, <laughs> I'm just going to, I'm going to make a new role play game. I'm going to call it errand boy, errand boy. And you just, you you just you have swords but you never get to use let's them. Let's call it what it is. Yeah, you, you can walk around in armor and whatever, but all you're really doing is running errands yeah, for people. You get buffs, you never get to use them. Right. Except for the running speed. And, <laughs> and everyone the, just calls you Aaron. Oh, Boy. but there's encumbrance. I hate encumbrance. I really yes. hate encumbrance. Yes. So um No one likes to be encumbered. Yeah. So it's Oh, so it it mm, these loot games where you like loot right. stuff constantly, but like oh now you have too many things and you can't walk quickly, so you need to go to a store, and then the different stores 
buy different things. So there's different kinds of stores, and then then each store is different. See and then, again, I, that that is the thing that I'm like, mm, you're just wasting my time now. Right. So again, some games they they are they understand what they are, and they're not afraid to be who they are. So like the Diablos right. family of games, right. they make it so you can. Almost, not literally, but almost literally vacuum up all of the loot that drops. Right. So it just all gets picked up. And then you you scan it really quickly. And like one out of every hundred things you pick up is useful. And the rest, you just turn into you powder press, yeah, or you, pixie you, dust or whatever. You press the pixie dust button. Yeah, you press the pixie dust button. And then you get, <laughs> you just convert it. You know, and I don't know why they just don't give you pixie dust and occasionally just give you a cool thing. But right. it's a random generator right, well, anyway. I mean, yeah, yeah, yeah. But those games... Don't make you sit there and, and yes, you have to micromanage. You have to put gems in, in armor and all that sorts of junk. Yeah, which but, you have to do here. Sure. But actually just the selling and converting part, they make more painless. Yeah. Or and less painful, whatever. I guess that would be kind of my complaint uh, as, a, as a more, uh, I mean, less hardcore They, they make it the equivalent of standing in line at Costco. Yeah. To, to sell your... Well, no. Right? So, like, I have <laughs> to go horrible. get in my, my uh, you know, 12th century car, right? right, which is a horse, and I have to ride my horse somewhere to sell the rusty swords that I have found, but I have to go to the right place, or otherwise I'll get ripped off, right? And I'm right. like, I don't like doing this in reality. Like, right. <laughs> right. How do you feel about item buyback? What, what What's your preferred system for buyback? Um, you mean if you, if you sell something, yeah, you, you sell something. back. Yeah. Um, well, all I know is this thing makes me enraged because every once in a while I hit the wrong button and sell one of my like good, things. super expensive items for nothing. And then have to buy it back for, you know, a, a thousand times what I got paid for it. Cause I hit the <laughs> wrong freaking button. Right. So I know that makes me angry. I don't know what, give me, give me some, give me some options. What so, do you, so some games, some games will leave. Um, the items that you sell, they'll, they'll take the items that you've sold to the merchant and they will just put them in the general inventory and they will never go away. So you can always buy them back. Right. But the problem is, is that uh, this happens in Divinity Original Sin. You, you can't tell what the stuff is that's new versus the stuff you just sold them. So rather than like partitioning it off and be like, here's the crap you sold me and putting that on its own right. tab or own screen. Right. And here's the stuff you might actually You're be like, interested hey, in. Hey, wait a minute. I sold this five right. they put it hours all, ago. They put it all together, which that I find dumb. They put it, they put it at the bottom in this game. So it's easier not to. It, okay. So, so at least that is harder to screw up. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if they keep it forever, though. But I have noticed that some of them still have things. So. So we're talking about a lot of nitty gritty in this game. I am, I am curious. <laughs> one thing I am curious about with this game is, um, and this is an aspect that I think separates uh, video one one epic video role playing game from another is the combat system and how you kill things. Right? Okay, because they're all about all of these games are about killing, being a murderer hobo, and <laughs> picking up their stuff, right? And and being an errand boy. Like so that. you're you're asking like what are the the combat are the combat mechanics too easy, too hard. Are they, are they interesting? Is is what I'm asking. Um, I mean, you hit things with swords, so that's fun. But, uh, but, so there's, but there's, does it let you? Are you button mashing, or are you actually like? Is there some tactical uh, or strategic element so to what you you're doing? So if you do the skill tree properly, you probably not button mash. <laughs> okay. <laughs> so, um, is it real time or? Yeah, yeah, it's real time. It's, okay. it's, so it's, it's like Skyrim style, which I haven't played, like, which I, which I feel stupid reviewing this and not having ever played. But, um, yeah, so it's, you know, you just, it's free form and you run up to a critter and you okay. fight with the critter. Um, 
Different critters are, are, you know, weaker against certain things, right? Sure. Um, and so, for example, the character, one of the themes of the game, which probably everybody that's listening knows, is that the guy has two swords and he has like one. And a scar. That's the other theme of the game. Yeah. You know, that's everybody's, you know, they're all, they're all like, <laughs> they're all like 42 on steroids and they have like a beard. What's what his title? He's not a monster hunter. What's the title? It's a witcher. A w- it's the name of the game. It's the witcher, but. What is a witcher? It's a monster hunter. It's a monster. Okay. Yeah, yeah. Okay. He's a hunter of he's he, for pay, for pay. He's a monster hunter for yeah, pay. yeah. Okay. It's, you constantly, you're, you're constantly guilting people into paying you for killing their monsters okay. for them. All so. right. <laughs> um, what were where were we talking about? This is just the combat. I was just curious oh, if it was so. Like some games will have like a slowdown so that you can do combos or. Stuff like that. I don't know. So there's a there's Or are you more or less just like moving your elbow and you know Um So there are some combo ish things. Like there's a sweep, right? Like a sword sweep. I, I, I you're you're staring at me, so I don't know if you're Well, because what I'm really trying to get at is It's not Is it, it is it a part of the game you look forward to or is it just like feel grindy grindy? So like in in most It's a little it's a little of both. Like okay. it's 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 not um so I played uh Oh God! Oh, so what? What are the series of games that are kind of known for being legendarily hard, and you have to do your combinations quite right? And the first couple are all knights and armor. Uh, Dark Souls. God. Yeah. So I played. I tried to play Dark Souls two. I hated it. Uh, and then they had their kind of werewolf themed, really good looking game. Too far into PS four land now. Oh right? no! Is that PS four only? Dark Souls is not an Xbox, as far as I know. Really? I'm telling you, man. I'm on a. I'm on a. I'm on yeah. a dumb platform. You're just—it's probably more healthy this not, way. Not you don't play it very much. There's well, no now I'm playing XCOM 2. In between XCOM 2 and Gloomhaven, like you may never hear from me again. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, because you know why? Both of them are turn-based tactical goodness. Uh, yeah, yeah, <laughs> which is what I'm all about. Addictive, permanent, permanent war. I can sit there and deliberate. Ooh, should I flank from this side or go? From so so the Dark Souls things are all about getting your timing right and knowing kind of which combinations to use at which times, okay. right? Um, maybe combination is the wrong term, but like the button sequences to use mm-hmm. when and sure. where and in what context. This right. has got less of that, okay. but you do have kind of like, you do have like light attack and heavy attack and you do have a crossbow. Like you chain things together where you would do better if you like, you know. Um, it's not like the, like Devil May Cry or or that okay. sort of thing where it's like oh four thousand oh, points of super mean, points. Same like, warriors. I didn't mean that. Those but, games are absurd. <laughs> I liked a couple of the Devil May Cries and then they got stupid. I mean, they're, um, th- that sort of game is fun. Yeah, for what it is. It's yeah, just, it's, yeah, but it's, it's it's ridiculous. Cheesy one versus four thousand. Hilarious yeah. dumbness. But no, so you got you got heavy attack and light attack, and then you have you know hit it so many times and you have block and parry and and uh and then various kind of magical abilities that you then they're all skill tree things right Uh so kind of your ability to do damage is a skill tree thing and and um yeah so here's my new thing on how i've been uh sort of evaluating the games that i have uh as i'm (laughs) trying to think about trying to call some of my collection Mm -hmm. and narrow it down for repetition etc is Thinking about everything in terms of, you know, you're going to like this because, and you're not going to like it. Like, like, this is what's good about it. Like, you know, th- right. these are the things that, that if you like this, you're going to like it. And if these are the things that 
you know, you're not going to like this. And so just kind of the bottom line with Witcher 3, like you're going to like Witcher 3 because, and then you're not going to like Witcher 3 because. Yeah. So, I mean, the, the combat, so the combat's simple, but not super simple, mm-hmm. but it does get kind of samey, right? Like you're dodging and whacking things with a sword and then using some magical power. Um, the, the art is good. The storylines. I assume that whole epic okay. nature of what's going on. Yeah. It's, it's fun. Is it on rails? Um, uh, define on rails in this context. Like you, there are, there is a path right through the missions, obviously, but you don't have to like, you can go do your side missions all you want. Right. Okay. Um, but there's a very clear narrative. It's trying to drive. There's a pr- there. Well, you have, sub- as opposed to Skyrim, which is not, there's like so none. Much. There is. There's a main thing, but you could literally spend tens of hours and not even oh, bother. You could, yeah. yeah. I mean, you, I mean you, you, in order to basically, in order to get to new places, you have to progress through the main. And you don't path. have to do that in Skyrim. So Skyrim, the whole world is open. Oh no, no, no! You so, can just go. Yeah, you can't get to certain places without kind of progressing along the game. Okay. In, in the in that, so you have. So there's of, some aspect of of unlockable content, mm-hmm. but it's not. Um, on rails like like you you really like this is the next thing you got to go do right 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 well there's always a standard side questy stuff yeah so there's always like you have these five primary or three primary quests to go do and Mm -hmm. then you have secondary quests and then you have treasure hunts and then you have like so there's a crap ton of side quests sounds very similar to divinity yeah really about a i think uh a third of the way you you've opened most everywhere that you can physically go okay um did you ever play dragon age no okay it's kind of like that yeah, yeah, yeah so i mean it's mostly open worldy but there are there are that sort of thing i mean i think if you don't if you're like really into special combat things it's not the game for you mm-hmm. if uh having to make potions every once in a while and and uh having these kind of like I need a dragon eye for this, right? Like if you, if those sort of resource things make you go completely crazy, then it's not the game for you. Can you impact the world? So if you, can you like kill a merchant and no. Okay. So no, but you can, you can in a mission, like you can, you can make decisions that impact things that happen in the future. Okay. Does that make sense? It's more on a tree than just trying to react to the state. Right. Yeah. You can't so Skyrim just and Divinity go are kill random people and be like ha ha ha. Skyrim and Divinity, you can just go do. Ra- you can do whatever you want. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and as a result, you end up with lots of weird buggy. Yeah. Things because there are like, paths no, that you can't do because well, you killed this guy. Yeah, exactly. And you can't complete that quest now because well, it's your fault. And you don't. <laughs> but the thing is, you don't even know it. Like, it's, no one's going to tell you that. It's just like, oh well, the trigger isn't present in the world anymore. So, <laughs> oh well. And they also have a certain aspect of, uh, well, n- not so much divinity, but Skyrim moves. You just be going along and it's like, oh, there's some random cave that's not even a named thing. I'll go check that out. Right. So, which is, that's really yeah. cool to me. Like, yeah. Um, no. I, and, and I, but I, also overwhelming. Yeah. Yeah. This has that, but that cave is actually a mission at some point but maybe you haven't discovered it yet <laughs> so yeah i think in skyrim some of them aren't even really missions they're just like right just bear. a random cave it's like ah here's a cave it's got some bears in it and yeah there you go so my initial so one i don't play these kind of games initially and there was like when i originally looked up this game because it was kind of highly reviewed 
you would Google it and you would see these kind of random like R-rated sex scenes from this game. Right, right, right. And That's was, what I've always associated with it. Yeah. And so I like I didn't buy it for a long time because I'm like, I'm not into elf porn. Like it was like so I'm like, I'm like, I'm like, this makes me a little uncomfortable, but it's it's cutesy. And then last question on it, I believe there's like a, a card game that's in the game that's yeah. become its game. So tell me a little bit yeah, about that. Gwent. Um so I actually don't play that. And, oh. and I think I'm going to be screwed very soon. I might need to have you come play the game for me. <laughs> play the mini game inside of the game? Okay. Because um, there's a card. I mean, there's just so much to the game, right? Like you can make oils, you can make potions, you can make your equipment. You Wait, can in the game or in the mini game? In the game. Oh, okay. And then in the mini game, it's really you have, uh, what, two or three levels of ranks, right? And you put cards in certain ranks. Um and so your your opponent has three ranks, and they're putting cards in those ranks, and they're trying to yeah. trying to you know your it's like its own little points. cardboard game inside of the game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And it seems kind of cool, but like I just did not have the patience. <laughs> See, I like, would spend all of my time in the game. No, that. I know, I know That's you I would. Do. That's why I'm like, I think, I think in order actually to get to the final battle, I think I have to go <laughs> get a bunch of cards, which I, means I have to play the game. And right. I think I'm going to be stuck really soon. Mm-hmm. But I'm I'm trying to ignore that. I think that as Gwent long as is now its own standalone thing, so maybe I'll have to look into oh, it. I'm so sure. I'm sure it is. I mean, it it seemed all right when I played it once or twice. Oh, I played it once, exactly mm-hmm. once. Yeah. I, I won't lie. But cool. but uh, but it seems kind of neat. And there's a lot of kind of there's like literally a collectible card game inside the game, right? Like, yeah, that's awesome. Yeah, so you can go around. And I mean, <laughs> ridiculous, but awesome. Yeah, and so I think I'm hosed because I haven't been challenging people to games of Gwent and winning their cards <laughs> off of them. So I might need your help. Um, all right. So that's that's Witcher Three. It's 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 kind of fun. It's a little. It's You're a little almost crazy. done. Good writing. I'm almost done with the main uh, the main levels, ignoring the two um, two mod or not mods, okay. two expansions that I think I got with my 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 uh, my combo pack. Okay. So next we have. I was going to talk about uh, just my BGG Con trip. So oh. BGG is Board Game Geek, uh, which is sure i've talked about before uh workinggeek.com it's, do you, do it's you ha- the horribly designed website <laughs> that has everything you can ever want to know about the entire board game industry and the history of it it's just a matter of if you can find it that you love you love it you love it i do but, um <laughs> but i love it there's a certain level of suffering in order to use the, the yeah user i was experience. trying to think of an analogy of of what it's like um but there's definitely some Stockholm syndrome going on with that website and me. Uh, it, it I, yeah. Anyway, the, <laughs> I, I try to, you know, how many, how many, it. how many minutes a day do you spend on that website? I don't know. Like 20, maybe, maybe uh, an average, an average of 20. Probably more than, <laughs> probably more than. So you love them. We're making fun of their user experiences. I just want to so, be clear. So, Let's be clear. I don't spend time on Facebook, but it I have to spend time, you know. There's like you're no matter what, ever since, you know, I'm how old, there's going to be something that you're really into and you spend mm. certain time and certainly mm. since the age of the internet, it's been like, well, what do you spend your time reading, right? I mean, it used to be certain other types of video game forums or or whatever, and you know, lately it's been that, but I spend less time reading other toxic stuff. So I guess it's just a trade-off. I mean, I, I feel like the level of, of hate is probably lower on BGG than your average social 
content site. So. Oh yeah, no, there's not. I, I don't actually don't spend a lot of time posting. I spend a lot of time reading, yeah. right? Because people because there's forums, there's people have blogs, there's people have lists where they'll mm-hmm. just make like lists of things, and then people can contribute lists. Mm-hmm. You know, like oh, three reasons why I like this. So there's just a lot of cool things. It's you know, um, it's it's interesting, and there's so much information. It's also a marketplace. Right. Right. And so that's. Oh, so you can trade. You can trade and sell. There's a sell and trade. So w- one of the things. So the, the convention is Wednesday through Sunday in Dallas. Um, and unlike a lot of the other gaming conventions that that happen, I mean, the big ones in the U.S. are, are like Origins and Gen Con. Those are pan gaming sorts of things. And they're very vendor heavy. And, you know, you know, PAX is also another one from Penny Arcade. I mean, mm-hmm. all, all the different PAXs are, are, are big. And there's actually a PAX Unplugged thing but you know there might be a a, a con you know for like role-playing games is that or, with natural fiber board games is that is that what Pax, no it's just not video stuff oh okay. right not oh, dig, okay. not digital all analog right um types of things so you know there'll be local conventions and even local conventions will usually have like whoever organized it it's going to have a rpg bent or a war game bent or a mm-hmm. some type of thing and as near as i can tell bgg con is is kind of the the purest thing of just people coming to play games out of the gigantic library that they have like that's i mean there are other like side events i mean there's this really cool did i tell you about the puzzle thing last year mm, maybe well i'll probably talk about it next time after we do it again okay. there's a really cool puzzle event that they run where it's like people competitive puzzling where you get this packet and last year it was actually sort of pandemic themed where when you completed one puzzle you would go and unlock a city to do and you'd open that packet and do that puzzle. It was really, really, I mean, it was one of the most brilliant analog puzzle things I'd ever been a part of, but I haven't been a part of many. So maybe I'm easily impressed by that. It was really cool. Um, and they'll have other tournament things, but the focus of it is not com- competitive. There's a few different things that they might have competitions, but it's not like gaming championships or anything like that. It's they have a game library of 2,500 to 3000 games that's in this, you know, one room and then the entire hotel, this, uh, the Marriott at, at DFW is rented out. And so, I mean, literally every conference room on every floor in the entire ballroom, like the ballroom is just table after table and just, you know, people. And these are people bringing their own games uh, or well from the library. Oh, okay. so some people bring their own. Sure. <clears throat> right? But there's a, there's a kind of a rental library that they have. There's a library that, you know, the, the wonderful people that put this on and mm-hmm. all the volunteers that run the library and, and all of that, they assemble this, this library where you can check out games for, you know, a certain number of hours. Right. And it's like a cool, it's like a temporary library. And so it's, it's just really neat because if there's something that you want to try it, I mean, it's, probably there especially if it's not you know something that just came out at essen or whatever right right? it's not it's not they're not all taken if it's something yeah although what they do have is they'll they'll we'll see how this goes it was a pretty good idea last year they'll have like a a section of the ballroom with 30 tables of like the the hot essen games the ones that like Mm -hmm. just came out in Mm -hmm. germany they'll have those perma set up um and you know only certain styles of uh only certain styles of game work for that like you can't have something that is a legacy game is not going to work for any type of a board game library because you can have people marking up the game. Uh, sometimes games that are really take a lot of time to learn don't work as well. Um, but this year, what I discovered is that there's there was a whole list and forum of people just arranging like epic games ahead of time. 
right? So like, oh, I want to play this on Saturday and we need to have six people. And, you know, they'll be like, oh, either they're willing to teach it or like some people might be like looking for five experienced players to play whatever, Twilight Imperium. Mm. And this is what I want to do, right? And some people approach this type of thing and they will schedule up their entire time. And that's that's the way they want to do it. I, uh, me and the guy I'm going with, we kind of take a different approach. We just put together a list of games that we're interested in playing and kind of what our interest level is. And then, you know, maybe they might be available, maybe not. And then we'll try to, you know, get them out of the library and just play as much as we can. But it'll be pretty much, um, you know, uh, that's pretty much all we'll do when we're not eating for like three days. So a lot of fun. Um, good time. There's one other part of it this year that uh, I'm participating in that I didn't last time. And it's, uh, it's the, the math trade. So what is it, is it dressing up as a maple now? Although there is a big uh, uh, guys dress up as the Mexican wrestlers. Oh, in, like, uh, luchadors. luchadors. Yeah. And they, and they play, I forgot what the name, battling tops. They play this like dexterity game and all these like little cocktail tables and these guys in like capes and <laughs> that sounds delightful. Yeah. I have to get a picture of it this year. Um, and they played <laughs> it like at 11 PM and it's in a yearly event. So sounds like a lot of, it's pretty crazy. Um, <laughs> So the trade, the way it works is, is no, normally, you know, you can try to find trade partners online, you know, one-to-one and BGG will help you match that up. But there's also uh, a way of, of uh, I'm not going to get into the nuts and bolts of it, but let's say you had a trade um, where there's a whole chain of people. Like I give you an apple and you give Joe a pear and, and then Joe gives an orange to someone else. And, Right. And so everyone puts down the things they're willing to trade and then what they're willing to get for it. And then they run this big computer algorithm that goes and figures out the entire crazy chain. And you just go and you show up and you, I give you the apple. Right. And like, see you later. And then hopefully I cross my fingers that I end up getting, you know, the bunch of grapes from, (laughs) from the other guy who's going to give it to me. And the whole big chain works like that. Um, And so that whole process has been going on for the last few weeks. There's a, you know, big post, but it's kind of a cool idea because I mean, like I'm really happy with the results. I put three things up there that I never play and I got three games, two of which I think are going to be awesome for our group. Oh, like, really? Super excited. Huh. Um, so I got, um, coming in, I got dead a winner across. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of this one? Uh, I have, I, I can't, I, I have, I can't remember why. So dead a winner crossroads game. It's, um, it's a, you're a group of people, um, and if you've ever heard of the BSG game, the Battlestar Galactica mm-hmm. game, mm-hmm. right? Where I played it once. Actually. Okay, so where where there's a, a traitor aspect right, to it, right. someone's but, a Cylon. And... Exactly. So this is kind of in in that same spirit. I haven't played Excellent. it yet, but it's it's been very popular. Where the group is all trying to survive the winter with zombies, etc. But everyone has their own motivations of what they're um, trying to do, right? And so they're trying to be their own. They're, they're trying to win as, as well as they can. Oh yeah, there's BSG. Um, so they're, so they're go they're looking out for themselves. And so when they're, when there's like different group, you know, quests or, or, or group, uh, group skill tests or whatever, you know, how many resources they maybe put toward it. Are they holding it back, mm-hmm. et cetera. Right. So I think it'd be, it'd be pretty fun because it's this cooperative, it's like a quasi co-op. It's like, you're all working together and trying to all survive, but you're all trying to do your own thing and win. Right. Um, and a lot of theme, you know, definitely that, like, it's not made by fantasy flight, but it's got that sort of a little bit of that fiddliness of a, mm-hmm. of a fantasy flight style game. 
but I think it'll I think it'll work really really well um, for our group and I think it plays five. So I'm really looking forward to getting that. And like I said, all three of these games are things that have been on my list, and I'm trading away things that I literally never play. So it's like right. getting something for nothing, as far as I'm yeah. concerned, which is the point of trading. Um, so getting that, I'm getting uh, Fury of Dracula. <laughs> I don't know what it is, but I like the name. I know you would. <laughs> so Fury of Dracula is a one verse many where one person's playing Dracula in, in, <laughs> and the other people are all vampire hunters and they're trying to find Dracula around Europe and Dracula's setting up obstacles. <laughs> you know, it's very heavily thematic game, right? And it supposedly works really well with like three and five. Um, so that's another one that I think could be could be really really neat and so it's like hidden movement right like dracula's moving right. and, and, and you have to figure out where, you have to he, figure is. Out where he is based on what's All happening right. so that seems pretty cool and then so those are the two that i think we'll play with with our group um <laughs> which will be great and then the other one is a game called london which is more of a euro style uh game that stace was interested in and uh yeah that looked that looked pretty good as well and like i said what i'm giving away are things that are just collecting dust so <laughs> So I, I so but somebody yeah, wants those things, right? So. Yeah, I mean it's weird, right? And I I feel like, I mean, when I got the results, I was expecting that I was n- nothing was going to happen because I was like my sights were too high, right? Like, I was thinking like, oh, it's not going to really work out. I saw the results and I was, yeah, I could not have been happier. Like it was like you know I was I, I mean you I get, had a whole you, list. Yeah. I had the jackpot as far as I was concerned. So I'm looking forward to <laughs> getting some new stuff there that I'm not even paying for. So I just got to make sure I have enough luggage space. <laughs> For things the fury of dracula fury of dracula dead of winter and london were the three yeah so um we'll definitely hear about those in the future um bsg i played once i i'm not i, I the theme I, I never really watched the show so i feel like that oh, game yeah you lose a lot if if i mean no. i, I kind of understand the the whatever but i think it loses a lot if you're not really into the theme of the game yeah no there's yeah definitely and Definitely. I also felt like it was too fiddly for what it was. But, yeah. but I also could appreciate that if you played it a bunch and, and people were like, a game that you played 10, 20 times, that it's a game that you could play 10, 20 times. Yeah, it's like a good kind of, I don't know, party game is not maybe the word, but, but a little bit of a nerd party game, right? Yeah. Like if you're really into BSG as a, as a yeah. show, and I did watch the show. But it's a gamer's game. I mean, it's not a game you can play with non-gamers. Right. Because people be like, am I supposed to be a traitor now? I mean, you can't play with, you know, you can't do that. So it's a little. So what is it? What exactly is a Ky- a Kylon? A Ky- right. <laughs> what is this here? How do I say I this? How do I? Uh, so. Um, yeah. So it'll be the trade. Um, and then we have a list, uh, a bunch of stuff. So I'm, I'm sure I'll pick up a couple new things and uh, I'll probably pick up, you know, do you have a trunk that you're taking? No, just a big suitcase. <laughs> I visualize you like a Harry Potter trunk. Full no, of games. yeah, I wish. No, I've a big. <laughs> well, I have to bring. Th- I have to bring three, right? And then I got those three. And then you're going to buy something, but you have to be very careful. Like I said, with what you buy, because I don't want to pay shipping. I just right. want to fit whatever I can right. into there. And um, that's why you need a Harry Potter trunk. I might be wearing uh, four shirts on the way home. Yeah, just layered on top of insulation. One another. Who knows. <laughs> <laughs> Sir, why do you have four pair of socks on? I'm very cold. I'm very cold. And it's <laughs> where is the where's this where's this at? Is it in, it's at the Marriott? I think it's the Marriott. It's a it's in a hotel no, in the city? DFW airport. Oh, DFW, D- Dallas. Okay. Dallas, Fort Worth. Now, now I remember. You actually said great so, vine. 
Got it. Yeah. Got it. So it, um, just flying to there and yeah, I probably won't even leave the hotel most <laughs> likely. So, so, uh, it'll be good. Geishas. Oh yeah. Last topic of today. I want dun, to, dun, dun. yeah, no, I just want to talk about a little game that I've really been enjoying. I've only played it a handful of times. Um, it's called Hana Makoji. H A N A M A K O J I. Um, I just wanted to look up the, and it's set in Kyoto. I think, I believe it's, uh, the designer, the designer is Koda Nakayama. So I'm not familiar with that designer at all. Um, and it's published by, I think it's published by Cosmos, but anyway, small little game, you know, this, the, the type that's perfect, uh, I'm always looking for things that I can bring along on a trip that, um, you know, really easy. I also like uh, small two-player filler games because you can play them on school nights. You know, right. you, you, you can play it over lunch. Mm-hmm. You know, it, it's, that, it's that style of a game. So I would say that this is the, I'll talk a little bit about it, uh, the, the theme and everything, but just to set it up, I would say this is the style of game for someone who's enjoyed things in the past like Lost Cities or Battle Line or Jaipur, which are all... Those three games are, are, you know, in my opinion, three of the best two-player, um, under twenty-minute games out there. They're, 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 they have enough interesting choices in them. They set up pretty quick, and you know, they're, they're, they're really neat. The theme on this one it has really beautiful art. Um, it's, you know, the the theme of it is, is entirely pasted on. It's, you know, what it could be anything. I think someone actually made a print and play version of this with like toys for their dog. <laughs> um, <laughs> Which, you know, but what it is, is you're, you're giving gifts to different geisha and they're like, you know, there's like, I don't know, nine of them, no, seven, I think there's seven of them. Yeah. Geisha. Cause you have to win four of the columns. Okay. So it like battle line where you have to win these columns and you're, you're playing cards, but that part is not that interesting. The part of the game that I just want to talk about that I think is, is really cool is one of my favorite mechanics, the I split you choose or I cut you choose, mm-hmm. um, style mechanic. I, I always like that in games because um, it tends to make a certain decision point in a game interest, interesting for, for both players because they're both making choices over the same thing. Because the person who's putting the offer out has to... It's not like I split, you choose, like here's a pie, right? But this is the case of you have cards in your hand and you're going to put cards out there and you have to choose which are the ones that are going to make for a tough choice for the other person, but you can still get something you want. So that that part of it is is really interesting to me and and the way it works is very very quick um each round that you play and the game can be won at the end of any round if you have if you've captured the favor of four of the of the women of the, of the columns right whatever um again the theme is a bit is a bit silly uh, but you're playing cards and whoever the way it's going to work is whoever has a majority of cards on either side is going to win that column of cards okay okay and each round you're each going to do four things you and they're they're different and you can do these four things in any order you want so i'm going to do one of my four things then you're going to do one and then i'm going to do one etc and so the four things you can do are you can take one card out of your hand and hide it and that's like a secret it's like a secret gift that's going to be flipped over at the end so it's like the aha right the other second thing you can do is you can take two cards out of your hand and throw them in the trash so nobody gets these right in both of those cases your opponent does not know what you are using as your secret gift and they don't know the two things that you threw into the trash so those are number one option number two option number three option is you take three cards out of your hand you put them out your opponent chooses one and you get the other two 
right? So it's like, so sometimes you could, if you have a triplicate of a card, you can just put all three out and they'll get one and you get two. That's a great way to, to use that action, right? Um, a lot of what you're doing is you're trying to put choices out for your opponent so that the best they can do is maybe something that's already redundant, like win something more that they're already winning or have to take something where they have no hope of winning, right? right? You want to always get the pivotal cards. Like that's how you win the game. And then the fourth action you can do uh, is you take four cards out of your hand, you split them into two. So I, this is the I split, right? And you put two groups of two and then your opponent gets one of those pairs of cards and you get the other pair of cards. And that's it, right? I mean, there's, there's just seven columns of those different colors and each of the columns has, uh, um, there's one column with five cards, one with four cards, two with three cards, and three with two cards. And very, very simple. I mean, I more or less just taught you the game, in, you know, in three minutes. But the, I've played it with three different people now. And every person I play it with, there's this moment of like, oh, man, like, what, like what card should I put out there? And like, what, what thing mm-hmm. should I do? And it's so small. And, and, and it's taking this idea of like a small game, like a, you know, like love letters, like a small game of just a few cards, but it, rather than it make taking a small game and making it mechanically simple, just that little variance of like, which of these actions should I do? And then which card should I do it is, is really brilliant. And I would say right now it's like my favorite, you know, under 20 minute two player game, the sort of thing where, um, if someone was looking for a couple's game, it would be my number one recommendation you know, just, uh, you know, but by far, cause it's, it's, it's just really clever, um, beautiful art, nice little mechanics. So that is Hanamakoji. And again, kind of in that whole line of battle line, lost cities, Jaipur, if you like any of those, I really think that, uh, you would like this, or if you don't play any of those games and you're looking for a quick couples two player, I think it's pretty good. Awesome. All right. So pandemic legacy season two tomorrow yeah we're gonna crush it and we're eating pizza apparently <laughs> i gotta i gotta stream a pizza emoji so. <laughs> i think my emoji was uh was like uh, ship was ship we had oh no uh, oh no this is i was very proud it was it was good it was creative uh so it was a person with a a respiratory mask on what do you call those uh, uh doctor or uh the thing where you covers your nose and your mouth right right like a, a paper ma- mask a mash mash mask yeah a mash mask a paper mask and then we had a ship and then a map and then a helmet with a it was a red helmet with a white cross like some sort of aid worker plus pizza equals a gold medal dun 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 that's what's going to happen all right well we're going to we're going to crush pandemic legacy tomorrow so. all right we'll be back next time with gloomhaven and other stuff yep out Context Free is a contrarian content production. Find out more information at contextfree.fm along with our show notes. Our theme music is Chocolate and Cocaine by Lorenzo's Music. Find out more about Lorenzo's Music at lorenzosmusic.com.